My name is Andrew Gomison, and it is my privilege to be your host for the Speaking for Him podcast. Super excited to come to you every Wednesday with a dose of encouragement for this journey that we call the Christian life. And today I'm going to share a new movie review. This is for the movie On a Wing and a Prayer. And this movie stars Heather Graham and Dennis Quaid. And I'm really excited to dig into it because it's a true story that happened on Easter Sunday of 2009. Before I get to that, though, I just want to say thank you to those who have listened to the Culture Watch podcast these last couple Mondays. I really do appreciate your support. If you have any feedback that you want to share with me about the Culture Watch podcast or the Speaking for Him podcast, you can do that uh, by using the contact information that will roll at the end of the show. So please don't be a stranger. When I get feedback, it really encourages me and also shows me what you as the listener want to hear. So please make sure that you let me know. Before I dive headlong into my review, I just wanted to share with you a quick clip from the actual pilot in question, Doug White, um, as he is interviewed as part of the promotion for the movie. When you had to take control of that plane in midair, what were you feeling? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've told, said before, it was a focused fear. I was so focused on listening to the controllers in my headset. That's the only lifeline I had was them talking to me in that headset because I didn't know anything about the pressurization or the autopilot or the twin engines or the turboprops or any of that high efficiency stuff. And I'd said earlier, I'd only been on that airplane one time in my life, and that was like two months earlier, and I'd asked the pilot at the time, another fella, how do you talk on the radio? I'm just curious. And he reached over and showed me which button to push because I'm glad he did because there's like four buttons on the yoke of a King Air. But when the pilot died that day, I had remembered where the button was, and that's when I rang up Miami Center and declared an emergency. But if I wouldn't have asked the question two months before, I wouldn't have remembered the answer, it wouldn't have been good because I wouldn't – you have no help. I mean, it's just, it's dead quiet up there. Wow. Well, I don't want to give it all away, Roma. Um, this is a, a, a thrilling film. It's a heartwarming film. Um, why did you and the Lightworkers team believe that this is a story that deserved to be told as a movie? Well, you know, at Lightworkers, we are committed to telling stories that uplift, that inspire, that offer hope in some ways. So when I read this script that came on my desk from Brian Eggeston, I was so impressed by it and couldn't believe that it was a true story. I mean, it's a great story, but the fact that it's a true story, um, you know, um, I believe in the power of prayer. So it's clearly, you know, the family are praying up there and, you know, through divine inspiration or whatever they land this plane down but it's a film filled with tension and drama and um and i believe that audiences the whole family will be able to watch this movie and lean in and um and be you know delivered with this fantastic uh ending at the end it, um it has all the ingredients that that we want to to make for a great film is it josh josh Brian, the writer, you know he pitched this to eight or ten studios before Lightworkers picked it up, and 
there was not a lot of interest. Okay. Well, their, yeah. lo- their loss was our gain because... It, 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 it was their loss. Yeah, it was. But, you know, God, we were talking earlier just about God's timing. And, you know, and the timing in this has to be right. And the story actually happened on Easter Sunday. And the fact that we're getting to launch the movie, the movie will stream on Prime uh, starting Easter weekend, uh, you know, is maybe no accident. We're thrilled about that. Yeah. But we, got, um, but we were thrilled. Um, we when we were talking earlier, Doug and I, about uh, Dennis Quaid uh, getting to play him in the movie. And Dennis, in his own life, is actually a pilot. Um, and because of that, when I when I had my first meeting with Dennis, and he mentioned that he piloted planes, I thought, Oh my gosh, you might be great in the script that I have. And I had had him read the script, and he came back and said, I'd love to play that role. And so, you know, once we got Dennis on board, and then we found Sean McNamara to direct the film, we cast Heather Graham, Jesse Metcalf. We put a great team together. You know, I always say that to make a film, it takes a village. And uh, and we brought great people together to work on this as reflected in the story without that village of people that were, uh, were on standby to help Doug land that plane. It's like so the, the film really speaks to teamwork, working together. Uh, the possibility of miracles and um, the fact that it's a, a true story, I think, just makes it all the more remarkable. So I really thought that that uh, little clip really cast uh, a lot of uh, heartwarmingness to the movie uh, because it really personalizes it when you hear from the actual person that was involved. And so I wanted to share that with you and I will dig into the meat of my review after we hear the trailer for On a Wing and a Prayer. How long's the flight, Daddy? You start taking a nap on the runway. When you wake up, we'll be back home in Louisiana. Nine six, Bravo, Bravo. Enter the pattern on left downwind. Appreciate you sacrificing your Easter Sunday just to fly us home. You're welcome to ride up front. Looks like a space shuttle. That Mooney train to taxi. Turn your headset. You can listen to me talk to air traffic control. From the traffic in sight. You scare them with your feet? Yep. Open up to the spirit of the sky. Here we go. Climb and maintain one four thousand. Aren't you supposed to repeat back what he just Joe? Miami Center. Did anyone there? So you're telling them your intention? Doug, what's going on? I've got an emergency up here. My wife and daughters are on this plane. I need you to stop a plane crash. You're the only person I know who can save them. Has he flown a King Air? Never. You've got a very tight window. How long has it been in the air? Start easing off of those controls. Can you do that? We got a real good co-pilot up here. Landing gear down. I got it. I'm looking for the emergency procedures. No doubt we're going to need them. Make sure you buckle down back there. He's flying right toward the stars. He is never going to make it. Oh, I love you, girl. You can do it. Sometimes you got to trust in things you can't see. Let's go, Doug. Let's go. And 
And so there you have the trailer for On a Wing and a Prayer. I'm really excited that it is streaming on Prime because that means I can tell you as my audience, if you have Amazon Prime, you can go to Prime right now and stream this film. So after you've listened to this review, if you want to see the movie, if you want to have a great weekend movie idea for your family, you can choose this film, and I don't think you will be disappointed. It's a very well-done film, and we'll dissect that as we go on. I want to start out this review with a quote of the day, and I really liked this quote. The beginning of the film shows Doug and Terry White, uh, who are husband and wife, basically working together to compete in a barbecue competition, and he wins first prize, this big trophy. And after they get home, his wife brings his trophy into the room, and this quote comes from the exchange that followed. She says, you left your prize in the truck, and he replies... No, I get to sleep with my prize every night. So I really liked that because I really feel like that showed that his marriage was a priority for him. And as someone who champions marriage and families, that was just really great to hear. And so it really set a good foundation for the events that would happen going forward as well. So this cast for this film featured Dennis Quaid as Doug White, Heather Graham as Terry White, Jesse Metcalf as Carrie Sorensen, Abigail Ryan as Bailey White, and Jesse Case as Maggie White. And there are many other cast members, but those are the ones that stick out in the film because we're talking about the family and the main person who was responsible for helping Doug to navigate his family safely to the ground. So my general thoughts on this film is, first of all, it's a really exciting film and very family-friendly. As I said, the marriage dynamic is one that I really appreciate. Terry stands behind Doug all the way through, and he really needs her as he is navigating this greatest challenge of his life. And she stands behind them, and they're able to make it through together. So that's a great thing. Uh, It's a great thing that this is a true story, which people can enjoy and realize that God does do miracles. Um, I think they said at one point that there was a 10% chance that the family would survive something like this, and yet they did because God did a miracle. And so... I'm going to go through and just talk about some specific things about the film. First of all, what are some positive aspects? I've already told you about the marriage dynamic. Um, you see some rough uh, times for the oldest daughter in the film, kind of going through a selfish period and really not wanting anything to do with her family and then realizing through the course of the flight and some anxiety that they went through on the flight that her family was really important. Now, this is a good point at which to say that there are a lot of liberties taken in this film 
because even though it's a true story, they added some things that aren't really true. Uh, primarily the fact that they were flying through a storm, um, all indications about the real day and place that they were was that they faced blue skies and no weather difficulties. Uh, there was a traumatic event on the flight when the younger daughter ate a candy bar and reacted to a peanut allergy, and that also was contrived for the film. And, you know, that brings up something that is often a huge critique for me of these movies is just this idea that you have to change it to make it a good movie. And I understand a little bit like they accelerated the timeline of him learning the controls for the radio because he actually learned them a couple months before but they actually had the pilot that died share them with him on the movie. So I understood a change like that, but there are just other things that you don't need to change uh, in order to make it a good movie. If you really believe that it is a good movie. Um, but I understand that these liberties are things that are taken uh, with the film. Um, I really, as I said, I like the family banding together and realizing that they have to take action to save themselves and to be there for each other. In this film, you see the wife and the daughter, the oldest daughter, working together to remove the pilot from his seat so that the wife can sit next to her husband and help him fly the plane. That did not occur in the real story. They were not able to get him out of his seat. They were able to make sure that he was strapped in tight so that he would not fall on the control panel, which is something that they did have happen in the movie to add to the drama. And uh, so just one thing to really be aware of with these biopics is the differences between the real story and the movie version. But there was a lot uh, grounded in reality. Every single one of the air traffic controllers and the people that worked at the airport was portraying a real person. And so I appreciated that appreciated the little bios they had at the end, kind of updating you on where are they now? So that was a neat thing. Uh, negatively, I will agree with someone who commented on, I believe the trailer of the film, they were saying that they prayed several times in the movie, but they never mentioned Jesus name. And that does bother me when that happens. So uh, that kind of brings it down a little bit for me. Um, I think that they didn't necessarily do a good job of, of outlining his crisis of faith. And again, I'm not sure how much of his crisis of faith was real or contrived, but basically they said that his brother dying was the latest in a long line of people that had died, and he was losing faith in God and doubting God. And then through the process of going through this crisis, he realized that God was real and still cared about him. Again, not sure if that really happened, but it was interesting to see that play out. But I would have liked to see a little bit more 
foundation of that idea, even maybe just have a couple short scenes where you show him losing these loved ones so that when the third one happens or the fourth one or whatever it was, it really shows him going over the edge. I felt like that could have been developed a little bit more. But overall, I think this was a pretty good film. And I think the biggest lesson uh, that I take away from the film is, first of all, you never know what a day is going to bring forth. They were just going on a short flight uh, from Florida back to Louisiana. They were actually going to stop uh, in Mississippi and drop Doug off and then go on to uh, Louisiana where they live, and they ended up in this situation where the pilot dies and they have to act quickly. I think the second lesson is just that family is important and they couldn't have gotten through that crisis without each other. Uh, I think a lot of times we do a lot of fighting among family and friends and we don't value the people uh, that we should as much as we should. I know that's one reason why I say I love you a lot because I always want my last interaction with whoever I'm talking to to be positive. I want them to know how I feel about them because you you literally don't know what the last meeting you're going to have with someone is and the last thing you would want to happen is for them to remember an argument that you had as your last interaction. I think an interesting component here is the wife being so supportive of her husband uh, because there was a point in the film where Dennis Quaid's character isn't sure if he can do that. He thinks that they're done um, and he's ready to give up. And she says, you can do this. We've navigated more difficult things than this before. Let's do this together. We can do this. And I really liked how that was emphasized in the film. And I really feel like that's the way life is today. We need other people. We can work together to do big things if we trust God. And I really liked the last uh, part of the film, too, when he says to God, thank you for delivering my family out of this situation. Please forgive me for ever doubting you. And I think we can all relate to what it is like to doubt God and and to have uh, moments where we're not sure what God is doing and and where we we don't really want anything to do with God. But then at the end of the day, we have to realize that anything uh, that happens is something that God ordained. And if we are going to get through the trials of life, we need to realize the truth of what Jesus said when he said, without me, you can do nothing. And if you get a chance to watch the video uh, from which I got the clip with the real Doug White, I would encourage you to do so. You can go to my blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com and watch the full video. But he goes on to talk about his desire and his goal for the movie 
is to have people make a commitment to the Lord Jesus or to come back to him if they've been struggling in their faith. And so I just felt like that's such a genuine thing. And if the part about his crisis of faith is genuinely true from the movie, that might be the heart from which this is coming. So how would I rank uh, this film? What kind of rating one to five would I give it? I think I would give this film a solid uh, four stars out of five. I thought Dennis Quaid did an awesome job. I thought Heather Graham did an awesome job. I'd like to see the, the girls that played the daughters in future projects because I thought they were really good. There was a whole sub-storyline, which they actually said was fictitious, where there was this little girl that wanted to become a pilot, and she was actually uh, listening to the whole interaction on the airport radio frequency, and she was tracking with it and, and really feeling the emotion of what was going on. And again, these, these characters, this girl and this little boy were fictional characters, but I kind of like what they were doing, uh, because they allowed the viewer to experience it from the ground and to think about what would you be going through if you were actually listening to this and having to deal with the fact that you can't do anything, but you know that these people are in danger. And I just really appreciated that perspective. I appreciated that in the case of the main uh, airplane expert that helped Doug um, land his plane, that he was kind of going through a a crisis of his life. um, And he had, uh, demons that he was dealing with because he actually had two family members uh, that died in a plane crash, different plane crashes, and he couldn't do anything to save them. And he took the opportunity to save the White family, and he was just really gratified when he was able to help them land, and it also helped him move on with his life. Now, I don't know how despondent the character was in real life, the person was in real life, but I do know that it was based on a real person and his girlfriend who was portrayed in the film is really his girlfriend. So I just love the fact that they uh, incorporated so many real characters so that you can make a real connection to the story. Um, And I really like the fact that Doug White was given this platform to share his faith. You know, his wife actually said she didn't understand why God allowed them to go through that. And then when they got the opportunity to do the movie, she was like, well, maybe this is the opportunity um, that justifies that. Maybe this is why God allowed us to go through that so that we could teach others of the mercy of God. And she literally has testified that she felt like angels were holding up the wings of the plane so that they could land it. I truly do believe that we have guardian angels here on earth. And it's really exciting to hear stories where that might very well be the case, where angels may have very well intervened and kept things 
going correctly as they continued through this crisis and this journey. And I really was appreciative of just the feeling of victory and relief that you got along with the family when this movie ended. Um, I definitely recommend this as a family watch. As I said, four out of five stars. Uh, Dennis Quaid continues to really amaze me with his acting chops of late. You know, him doing Dick Vermeil in American Underdog, uh, him playing the dad in Soul Surfer, um, him playing the rookie on The Rookie about a guy who got a late-in-life chance to, you know, be in the major leagues. It's just been amazing to watch his career, especially the latter half, um, and especially as he's dedicated himself to faith-based projects, largely, and he actually, I believe, sings I'll Fly Away on the soundtrack of the film, because if you listen to the credits, you will hear him singing. Um, and so I just think that's a really special thing. I think they really cast this film well. And so I think that that lends an air of, of reality to it. And I just think that you will enjoy it and hopefully it will encourage you to develop and to stoke those family relationships uh, because relationships take work. They are difficult, but they pay off. And our family is a gift that God gives us. Um, he placed us in the families that he wants us to be in. And so it's important for us to be excited about that and to ask God to help us navigate our family relationships um, because they are an extremely important part of what uh, God has given us here on earth. The family is the foundational unit upon which all the rest of the, of society has been built. And so we need to make sure to preserve the family at any cost. So anyway, that's about all I have to share with you today. I hope that you have a wonderful week and that you Continue to share with me your feedback on this episode or any other episodes of the podcast. And that above all, you keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 